0: Welcome back to the Roaring 20s with me, Sam Penifold, and this week with
1: Laura Saracino. We're joined by Rachel Jackson. And um, the CEO and founder of the Natural Cycle Development Program.
2: So hi, I'm Rachel Jackson. Um, I am the co-founder and director of Natural Cycle Development Program. Um, and this is my business
3: partner, Christine. Hi, I'm Christine Robinson. And yeah, I'm also the co-founder and director of Natural Cycle Development Programme.
0: If you guys could just kind of tell us a little bit more about what the programme does, how it works, um, kind of what your goals, those kind of things, just so you've got a more clear picture of what you do. We will do.
3: Sure. So, Natural Cycle Development Programme, in short, NCDP, we provide education around puberty and menstru- menstruation to young people as young as 8, 12. So, we do this in schools, in community organisations, and we also do this to parents and carers online. Mm-hmm. Um, we initially set up. Um, it, became,
2: it began as a passion project for us, um, um, having myself and Christine both having issues with fibroids and other kind of issues. Um, we decided to set up the business. Um, as I said, it was a passion project, but then it then became a business, and we've just taken it from there. It's been really, really busy. Um, we get we've had funding that we've been now um, that we've now obtained, and yeah, we're just kind of just
3: rolling along right it's, yeah definitely. it's a journey i <laughs> think that um the emphasis for it was really the 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 subject of puberty and menstruation, especially menstruation, is so taboo. Um, it's taboo within adults and more so within young kids. You know, A lot of young kids are embarking on puberty and not sure exactly what's gonna happen to the changes in their bodies. Um, and we just thought it's actually a great opportunity to provide that education, to provide a space where they can learn exactly what's gonna happen to their body. So we do these sessions for girls and we do them for boys. Um, And, you know, throughout time, we found that the response has been really, really positive. There has been some challenges. I think it's very, we're new to the marketplace. It's a new concept in terms of providing this as a service. Um, So people, a lot of people are starting to warm around it. It's still very much a taboo subject. Um, You know, as much as we would like to think it isn't, it is. A lot of people still, you know, we have um, parents even saying, you know, kids don't, we don't need to talk about this until they're 12. Not realizing that some children start as young as eight nine they start in their menstrual cycle so for us it's just that you know we really want to just raise not even so we want to break down the taboo that's one like we want to freely be able to talk about our bodies right like there's a lot of subject matters within society that we have come really really far with mental health being one you know a lot of people talk about that really confidently there's lots of services around that um it's like a trending topic we can we say but um puberty and menstruation is something that people really shy away from speaking about um and we still don't know why. If something happens to everybody, if something that happens, you know, it's inevitable that we all gotta go for the changes. As a woman, you're, as a girl, a female, in the female body, you're actually are gonna experience a period. Um, and, you know, there's not that much support there in terms of what happens. It's a massive change. I mean, as a woman, when we first had our period, it was a big, massive shock to me. I didn't know what was happening. So for us, it's just ensuring that young girls and boys can boys as well in terms of periods they understand what's happening to girls they you know like just in case a girl gets the leak or they're in school and you know they don't really know how to manage it have that emotional capacity to manage it that they boys understand that and they're reducing the shame reducing the bullying um, and just building confident women to be confident in their bodies that's our overall goal actually you mentioned about our goal it's just to build confident women so many women suffer with room issues um, and I think if we can start and, and you know likewise we mentioned that we had fibroids both of us so if we can raise young girls to be confident with their bodies we can enable them to tackle these things a lot earlier than you know waiting and not really we're going on with what's going on with their bodies they have painful periods or um, you know things that painful periods are not normal uh, the, the general consensus is that it is but it isn't so yeah I mean, that was a massive spiel. It right? was. <laughs> <laughs> she,
2: just,
0: she gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really important because, well, I had a slightly different kind of schooling experience to most people. I went to a like an all boys state school. Yeah. So the like periods we were, we, they were absolutely never discussed, and so the kind of the yeah. very limited kind of sex education kind of that we did have, it was you know, kind of you'll get stronger, your voice would get deeper, those kind of things you yeah. talked about, but it was yeah. never kind of like the other side of the coin was never really discussed i remember that being quite so what's got like a little sister
3: yeah and
0: when she started to go through puberty like i do absolutely nothing and like i never knew i never really like talked to her about it and then now yeah. kind of she's a little bit older now she's only 16 now That we kind of talk about it like quite a lot more often but i think it would have been had like the kind of education that you guys provide if i'd had yeah. that probably better yeah. it might, it might have helped me kind of just connect with her a little bit better and maybe you know
3: yeah,
0: absolutely at home, she'd have had maybe someone else to talk to, other than a mum. Definitely.
2: And yourself as well. I mean, puberty changes are massive. And boys go yeah. through, especially for boys, and you go through a lot of puberty changes and emotional changes, physical changes. So actually, it is needed for everybody. Um, and it's not just about the, you know, oh, yeah, your voice is going to get deeper. There's other emotions and there's other feelings to that. So you know, yeah, but it's good to hear actually, and we have tried to tap into boys' schools, haven't we?
1: Yeah. But I
2: think it's it's really difficult to.
3: Yeah. I think it's it's just still very much so. It's a blue subject, and you know, initially we didn't think that it would be such a challenge. but it is, I think, you know, obviously we COVID and stuff as well. Schools yeah. have had other priorities, and we do understand that. And um, we actually yeah. started in lockdown, so. You know, we've have we faced that challenge of actually getting into schools, um, yeah, into through schools, COVID. kind of not making it a priority, but actually, the government has made uh, PVT education um, mandatory for schools mm-hmm. as of last
2: year. last year, yeah, 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 as
3: of last year. So it's actually our services actually come in perfect timing coinciding with that. Um, and that's the goal is to kind of work. So we actually develop our program around the D- BFE kind of expectation for PVC and menstruation. Um, so we actually work alongside that. Um, and our goal is to just make sure that we're collaborating more with schools and we're getting this education out there to that audience. Um, they're, they're mainly the, you know, the target group, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: of
0: course. Of course. Um, Laura, do you want to get your questions?
1: Um, yeah, but how do you manage to kind of raise awareness on the importance of knowing this thing, because eventually puberty means becoming adults and we have to deal with different adults. We have to know each other. So this is a very important part of the person we are going to be.
3: So sorry, your question is how do we raise awareness in terms of what we do? Yeah,
1: how how can you kind of engage people at a deeper level, making them realize that this is needed. This is what they are looking for without even knowing.
3: (laughs) Been a challenge that like, would we'll be honest it has been a challenge so you know we have tr- we we very much like you know we try we do like a b testing so we try one thing that doesn't work we try other things. so initially obviously us we was targeting the schools um and we were targeting older kids as well and uh we realized that we had like parents coming to us and saying actually my daughter started a period at, at eight and you know this information would actually be viable to her we we realized that young girls as young as like eight are having growing breasts and stuff like that so with that we've had to like retarget our marketing and repurpose our marketing should i say um we utilize facebook we utilize social media for that um we we have been trying to find advocates for for our programs but again that's been very difficult we have um you know, there's, there's many people in the headlines, such as uh, Anika George, she has been campaigning for period period poverty. So we were trying to get like support on board for that. But you know, obviously, we do understand that um, it has been a challenging year for everybody. So it's not, we're not saying that these people don't want to get involved. It's just that, you know, in terms of us trying to get noticed there yeah. has been the challenge in terms of saying actually you know can we like to support and well you know what in the in terms of the news there have been some positive so we have scotland that's reduced the tax or freeze free, free period products yeah we now we don't have, have tax on yeah, us we now so. don't have tax on ours. so those things that actually make an improvement and what we do is that when we hear those things we shout about it we you know even in schools they have free sanitary, sanitary products that they can access a lot of schools are not actually tapping into that so what we do as well we inform schools that actually you know are you aware that you can actually get free sanitation products for your your pupils um so those are some those are some of the things that we do on a basic level um and we always we in terms of us we've done like interviews with like local newspapers um literally trying to spread the word trying to make the conversation a bit more palatable and digestible for people to be able to like you know start talking about it really and understand that you know especially and the thing is I think a lot of parents as well they just feel like oh you know they they won't have their periods just yet like you know it's fine we don't need to have that conversation because it is a really awkward conversation to sit down with your child and say right I, I mean we still feel yeah, weird now something. sometimes when we see the content you know we, we when we look at the boys one and they're talking about certain things we're like mm, mm. we don't really want to talk about that but <laughs> it's actually we have to so even us we still feel we have that yeah. human nature that we still feel quite awkward about and then it's like well why do we feel so awkward to you know discuss private parts and the changes that's going to happen um
2: when it's all normal it's yeah, natural it it's like it's so, part of growing up <laughs> yeah
3: it's part of growing up so um yeah that's what we try to do in marketing we always you know we always constantly adapting we're always looking for new ways to kind of push our service, um looking for new ways to get advocates on board um you know but yeah that's more so hindsight what we do mm-hmm. Does that I mean, answer? It's,
0: yeah it's brilliant have you ever had any kind of like negative backlash from schools of have any have there have been like people who've been like kind of unwilling to talk about it maybe yeah. like they've kind of thought they didn't want to introduce kids to it too young or has it been a largely positive reaction
2: no, it's been, in very, it's been very positive in the schools. In
3: not in the schools. In more so, you have parents that would, you know, we when we post stuff on like social media you'll have parents to say this conversation not for, yeah this for, like, conversation isn't yeah, for this age group the why the are we talking group. about this yeah. at this age isn't but,
2: this for 12 year olds yeah so well, in yeah. the
3: schools the ones that we've had responses from they have actually been quite i mean we've been working quite closely with Islington council and they've been really really supportive in terms of like working with us to collaborate with the schools um so sometimes it's just kind of getting that additional foot through the door to say look you know this is the support this would benefit your students um but yeah um the challenge is not really from schools is from yeah. parents but I think again it just goes back to educating we're not ready, to, we're not ready, we're not for,
0: ready our for our, to our
3: baby grow
0: to grow yeah. up yeah always <laughs> no to see their little child turn no. their elder, do exactly um have, how do you have you ever kind of tried to work on like a university campus do you feel that there's like the transferable to kind of people towards like the back end of puberty like no, feel absolutely
3: that... I mean I suffered with painful periods from I was thirteen. 13 throughout my entire life until you know i'm now 37 until about four years ago and and many young girls suffer from endometriosis, polycystic ovaries i mean fibroids. fibroids tend to come a lot later on in age yeah. but for the younger girls a lot of them have painful periods a lot of them have you know um, womb related issues so i think for us definitely the education can, yeah. can be targeted for older girls to ha- inform them around things they can do to reduce the pain things they can do to actually you know maintain their bodies instead of like getting in internal examinations and stuff like that um understanding how their bodies work and I think we live in a very a society where when people mention periods it seems like like if you google periods all the images that comes up is women cramping it's all negative images there's no image of a woman like walking happily like you know oh I'm just enjoying my day it's all negative connotations in regards to that and I think for us it's about it's your womanly right to have your menstrual cycle and it might a lot of people see it as an inconvenience but we want people to embrace their bodies and say actually it's a time in different cultures it was a time where women were seen as like a goddess a to goddess yeah and, yeah. you know come back with all this hindsight of information and I feel like yes definitely in terms of going back to your question university students empowering them in regards to their bodies and that would actually help break down a lot of the you know the negative connotations
0: they feel towards it yeah it's really interesting um so i'm oh, sorry going through our list of questions here um so do you think kind of like the main goal obviously the government has now mandated uh, puberty education so do you think like the main goal is building on that kind of um political support that's kind of in its kind of fletching stages now and then having it as a in the same way you talked about mental health before, that where people feel much more comfortable talking about it, is that like kind of the main goal to have like a, yeah, have a, a um, conversation?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think because the government has mandated it, it has made the conversations a lot easier. Um, in saying that, you know, this is actually now part of the program, um, for that for this type of education. So um, as I've said, you know, obviously, schools have been on breaks, they've been in lockdown, they yeah. have changed on um, their priorities in terms of transferring lessons online. So having, you know, like this kind of workshops that it's like a nice to have in hindsight. So, I mean, we're hoping that now that things are we're coming out of lockdown and yeah. getting to some
2: normality <laughs> that we'll Fun start walk. to get a little bit more yeah. um obviously engagement from schools and getting into schools because the the workshop in itself is is a lot more interactive and engaging than a normal class lesson. So yes, it's yes we it's educational, but it's very fun at the same time. Like we use props, we do like puberty bingo and stuff like that. So it's very different to the norm. So for us to come in as an outside, an external company to actually offer this to schools, it's great for the kids. Um, and I think now more than ever, it, it's needed, definitely. Yeah,
1: of
0: course, of course.
1: It's really fascinating for me to kind of listen to this thing because I come from a country in which those products are still taxed like luxury goods and wow. uh, we, we still have, you know, to do and to address this topic from a very early start. So um, my, my question then would be um, how to cope with um, different contexts Different people that are used to um, different realities that do not allow this type of dialogue, this type of yeah, um, yeah of argument.
3: Yeah, we do have, we do get that, and in, in our workshop, we do introduce children to different um, cultures. cultures and how different cultures deal with it. In terms of having this conversation as well, we um we do understand that every culture, you know, have different approaches, and we respect that. Um, but we also want to encourage the main thing for us is just encouraging women to be confident to have these conversations about their bodies and I think you know we're not saying overnight that's going to be going to change the world but I think you know step by step we be able to actually meet those you know be able to meet that goal so for us is just taking daily steps having yeah. the conversation openly um, you know the, the more workshops that we do, the more feedback that we get. The more children, so we have we have a variety. Our workshops are very diverse. We have so many different, like we work across London and the South East, so we have so many different um, cultures and races, in, you know, taking part in us in our programs. And what we hope is that those children will go home and talk to their parents about it and have those conversations and start being open around, you know, about that kind of topic. And again, we don't want to take away anything from the parents, so we leave. We do leave, like, so for example on the um there's certain products that we don't talk yeah. about as well because we don't know like about example, age appropriate yeah i like, said so we don't talk about like tampons for like eight to twelve year olds because we feel like you know maybe some parents want to and some parents don't so for us we we want to put that power back into the parents hands to say okay well it's up to you if you want to actually speak to your parent your daughter some cultures as well they want to talk about um,
2: menstruation cups and 100 yeah. percent cotton but the the cloth they use yeah so there's different things so we try to we give as much information about the products but then we also leave it in the parents hands to then elaborate show their daughters so we or the carer so we actually give them some homework
3: yeah
2: if um, they want to. if they want to yeah. yeah yeah it's all in it's all up to them yeah so we kind of feed the information give them what they need and then ask them to kind of have the conversation and elaborate on it
0: um yeah, as they want. A really important aspect is that even though you, like, you might be working directly with the children, you've still got to encourage like the parents well, to be able to have this conversation correct. as well, because yeah. otherwise, you know the, these these people still missed out on that education when exactly. it was more subject than it is now. So exactly. be able to have you know the kids talking to their parents about it is only going to be a good thing for just like the family yeah. relationship yeah. Gonna have Exactly.
2: And we encourage that. It's very, our, our workshops are very engaging. They're very um, empowering. It's more about celebration of periods, you know, celebration of puberty. And it's not a negative, it's, it's all positive. Um, you know, it's go home and talk to your mums. Be confident to be able to. And if you don't want to talk to mum, dad, cousin, aunt, uncle, carer, you can go to your teachers. Yeah, we do assign.
3: we always within the schools we yeah. always find we always ask for someone that the kids can go to confidentially, yeah. confidently. Um, and then we will kind of articulate that in the workshops yeah. when we do them, so that they do know that they have some a safe space to actually go and yeah. actually have those conversations if they're not able to at home. Yeah.
0: But my little personal idea that might embarrass my dad a little bit here, if he uh, listens, when I was. <laughs> I, think I was 14, and obviously, kind of, we'd, we'd never really spoken about kind of the birds. birds the bees. And, like and he came to me one day, I think we were, we were on our way to like a rugby match or something. And he was like, um, Your mother's told me uh, I need to speak to you about the birds. <laughs> and my, my Oh, well, don't worry, I already know all about it. Absolutely, no, absolutely. <laughs> I just didn't want to have this conversation with him. <laughs> think, well, oh. you have a bit more education especially if you're introduced to it a bit more young age you just kind yeah, of
2: exactly. yeah exactly
0: trying to be like as an awkward 14 year old like, i don't want to speak to this about you dad. No, 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 yeah no. do you know we yeah. just said this no, we, we do, just had we this do. conversation because we
3: found that initially when we first started we were targeting both primary and secondary schools and we found that the responses were coming mainly back from primary schools and then we actually realized that a lot more parents were contacting us in regards to their younger like you know parents of like 12 year olds 10 year olds or saying yeah. you know my daughter will not talk about it etc so I agree By by that age you know we all know what it's like to be 13 14 yeah. I would not want to be talking to my mum about no it's fine I'm, <laughs> about a the <laughs> yeah. I'm a big woman I've got this I know but the problem is and, and again
2: it comes down to empowerment and engagement if you give them the right knowledge then you then stop things like childhood pregnancies and things like that because there's a lot of children that don't understand what's going to happen when you do that yeah when you have sex they don't know what the outcome of it is so it's like and if you educate them from a young age and they're they're aware of it then hopefully it can stop all those things likewise you know we have there's a lot at the moment about kids missing school because of their periods so they're not going to school they're not doing sports and stuff like that so we're trying to obviously show that you can still do these things you know you can't let this one week of, of the month stop your life Um, your life still needs to continue and you need to be able to just find a way of coping with it yeah so,
3: and it's obviously seems scary, like I mean, yeah, so for a course. young person to say, like, could they have asked questions like, can we hold it in like a wee? And can I hold it yeah, in? Am yeah, I gonna like, bleed from my yeah, nose? Yeah, we you, get you, really you, funny, yeah, <laughs> yeah we got these questions. We so do. for us, I think it's it actually just goes to show, like you know, you, you a lot of kids are aware. They see their parents with like sanitary products. They. They know that you know. You know, we have moms that will say their daughters be like, you know, is it is it my time, mummy? But yeah. in terms of them literally understanding what happens and how it will affect them, they don't actually have they that understanding. Have that. And I think that's where the the disconnect is because a lot of parents think, oh well, she knows that you know, I get a monthly and she knows that I I use these what well, um. So they assume that that's enough, but actually it's not. Yeah, There's
0: a, a lot more than just what you just put your might yeah. see. It. Mm-hmm. I was wondering have you ever had to like has there been much debate around kind of like uh, trans children like people who feel like they maybe they're in the wrong gender the wrong sex like I know because my sisters where I live there's like a big old boy school a big old girl school my sister goes to all girl school and there's like three or four children now who have come out as like they they're a boy and right. was, they had to have a lot of like lessons and there was like assemblies with the school to be like, like yeah this is just normal this is how they feel you know and trying to introduce these kids at quite a young age to some very kind of grown-up topics that they might not be yeah. used to. So have you had to, like, there's been a lot to do with that or? You know no? know
2: actually, have, though, but we have just come across it with the Islington...
3: Yeah, so we, we more so not have to, um, in terms of educating these no, young yeah. people, in terms of um, being gender neutral, in terms of, like, the colour formats and stuff like that we've had, I mean, more so we focus on biology in terms of the impact biology has on you know yeah on a boy girl, and, and a on a girl body. yeah so yeah if a, a young person want to identify as Ivar that mm-hmm. I mean what we would just have to say as because you know ultimately this is what would happen to your body and you know this yeah. is how to deal and cope with it in the way that's appealing and pleasing to yeah. the individual um but that is something that we are aware of um yeah. and we you know we haven't had any no we haven't we had, had any, any. um young but kids. I think that
2: may be because we're in primary school as well yeah. more, so it's more younger
3: ages yeah. year five and six yeah um and I think yeah
2: but that might be yeah we we may come across
3: it yeah we may come across it <laughs> but as as I mentioned it's more so about the biology of what yeah, happens. It's biology um and um I think you know regardless if a if a boy identifies a girl or a girl identifies a boy Regardless, your body will still go through those kind of motions. It's just inevitable. So for us, it's just ensuring that as long as they understand that this, you know, this will happen, it, it doesn't really matter yeah. to us. I mean, that's yeah. And I know even if they were
2: on the drugs, they were on some of the replacement You're drugs. They won't get to. That they won't get they, till they're yeah. older. Yeah. yeah. So but then yeah. we still tell. We talk about testosterone yeah. in the boys' yeah. session, so we do talk about those things. Yeah. So actually, they'll be just as educated either or either yeah. way. So. Uh, Gone,
0: Laura.
1: Yeah, okay, so um, a final advice for someone who wants to just start a journey and maybe be involved or do his best to kind of help in raising awareness on this topic. I oh, we'd much. love it
3: <laughs> yeah we'd love it we'd love to have more people support us and you know as i said we have found it really challenging in terms of it is such a taboo subject that people don't really feel like there's a need for the service or the needs a tennis workshop um so we want to allow people more to just give it a chance you know understand that it's something that is needed um we wanted to get to the stage of mental health has gotten to within this country and worldwide so we encourage people to to actually acknowledge that you know young kids need this education um so we want people to share posts um like we're looking yeah. for ambassadors yeah.
2: advocates,
3: advocates you know yeah. col-
2: corporate companies that will want to get involved yeah. or local we businesses funding, funding.
3: Um, yeah funding yeah. so we can reach more young people with our yeah. services um especially in, in community that you know the, the schools might not be funding it or the, the community centers might not be funding it, so we like we actually do. We have um a GoFundMe page, Go fund and me. some people will raise put donate money. So we use that money to actually put on free sessions, sometimes for parents and young people that you know might not potentially be able to afford those locations But for us, is just putting on as many workshops as possible, accessing as many young people as possible. So yeah, any support that we can get, we really really value. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent, we Need it, and um, we, we wouldn't mind doing it going global as well. Yeah, you're hundred percent. We could work, and we we yeah.
2: brought out. Of the, look, we'll tackle the UK first, yeah, and then course. obviously we'll go from there. I mean, yeah. at the moment we're London and the South East. Yeah, but we're happy to yeah, kind of. We we're even, looking. We haven't even. We haven't touched in. No, now. we're just at the tip. Yeah, we haven't yeah. even got there mm-hmm. yet.
0: London's yeah, right. more the world.
2: Can- yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we've we literally started in a pandemic. We're yeah. hopefully coming out of that. So I hope we're in preparation. We have everything that we need and we need now. Yeah. We're kind of fully ready to take it on really yeah, yeah there have been a it. lot of
3: lessons learned there has we're constantly adjusting adapting yeah. constantly looking to make progress we welcome feedback we welcome criticism yeah. as well yeah we always you know trying to make our service better more interactive um you know whenever parents have given us feedback we're taking that on board so um yeah that's our priority really
0: well it's brilliant thank you for both of you joining us today it's thank been a oh, really discussion and um i suppose there's a, a lot to still be learned kind of even when we're in our kind of late teens, early 20s, is kind of everyone is here university now. So um, do you guys want to just say bye and also kind of plug your social media? You're just giving page, just so.
2: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, thank you so much. So we are on all social media streams, um, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, um, LinkedIn, and it's NCDP. So it's at NCDP, um, which is the Natural Cycle Development Programme. Please follow us. Please like and as we said, we are looking for ambassadors and advocates. So if anyone is interested, you can um, go on our website, which is www.ncdp.co.uk.
3: Yeah. I also want to add, like, you know, you mentioned about university students. So we do know that a lot of young people, university students are going through like painful periods, um, endorphometries, you know, holistic ovaries. We, we do have kind of some support that we're looking to do for older people, but do get in touch, even if you are going through yeah. any of those stuff, because we'll also be happy to help. Yeah,
2: Likewise. We also take on. I'm going to plug a little bit more. <laughs> likewise, because <laughs> they may hear this. Um, likewise, we also take on apprentices or kind of trainee schemes. Yeah. So we're looking for digital marketing. We're looking for different, various people that can come on board and work with us on a on a voluntary basis. Um, so if anyone is looking for any work experience, we would love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because even if you can give us 10 hours a week, that would be fantastic. But it will help build your portfolio and it would help us immensely as well. So Anyone in the kind of digital marketing area or business development, fundings and grants, anyone, yeah, transferable skills, effectively. Yeah.
0: Cool, Cool. brilliant. Well, thank you very much, guys. And um, Uh, we'll be sharing the podcast soon, thank you.
2: Excellent, thank you so much. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: So guys, that was our today's interview and it was a really important discussion there. Um, We'll be back with more episodes of Rory 20 soon, discussing more important topics.
1: And hopefully with some more interviews. Uh, Thank you for listening and uh, goodbye for now. Bye.